And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. No! Five minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K Love brutal violence. All right, so hi out there on Audience Land. Um, as you may have noticed, we're going to be talking about Daredevil tonight, uh, the second season of the Netflix series. Just tried to bring this into some cohesiveness. You know? That's my job. It goes again, trying to rein us in. See how that doesn't work? It rarely does, but the more I can do it, the less editing headaches I have later. So. There you go. Oh, all right. I'll behave. Uh, we did. We did a roundtable. This will be a five-minute freak, I guess, and probably two-hour-long five-minute freak as they all are. Um, but we did uh, the first season of Daredevil, and uh, Mr. Hair Metal Hero is with us again for the for the second season, and bringing in a couple new people. Um, well, one not very new to Two True Freaks, but Sarah Tonin is here in an undisclosed location instead of the couch tonight. Uh, so we're Skyping her in. Say hello, yeah, Gracie. I'm, I'm phoning in my job tonight. Good morning, Gracie. <laughs> and someone I've seen on our Facebook page many, many times, um, but never really engaged personally or had on a podcast, so always excited to talk with new people. Mike Zumo is with us tonight. Hello. And um, I'm assuming we've all watched the series, right, kids? That was the, uh, yeah. the prerequisite. Oh, Darn it. <laughs> we were just measuring, you know, who, who saw it quickest, and, and that would probably be uh, Miss Tonin over there, um, although she was chasing around a two-year-old at the time. so I still managed to finish it before you, Mr. McGregor. Yeah, and, and yeah. as I was just telling him, I, 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 I wasn't intending on starting it right at 3 in the morning. Um, I was going to wait till the next day, but I was editing the last mindless drivel that we did. And lo and behold, it was 3 a.m. when I was done. So I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. I got to try to watch the first one at least. And I tried to watch the first three and um, probably lost about 20 minutes out of the three episodes that I nodded off. So we'll go back and view those. But um, overall, I'm just going to take editor's executive order here and, and do my little review first, I guess. Um, but overall, man, I loved it. And they they did better than... In ways a lot better than the first season. It was just such an organic continuation of what they gave us in the first season. And, man, really just blew me away from... They hit the ground running. And, you know, where we had to wait 12 episodes to see the suit 
uh, in season one. We had to wait about 12 seconds to see it in season two. <laughs> and it was just glorious. It looks a lot better. And the action in it, it just, man, yeah. Daredevil's kicking ass from the get-go. And uh, just a great opening scene of, you know, kind of generic street crime going on and, and the hero swooping in to save the day. Uh, all the characters hit home runs again, I thought. Um, chemistry between Foggy and Matt and Karen. And obviously Electra later on uh, just nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. I'm going to be d- doing very little but gushing about this, this series and this review as I probably did in the last one. Um but we'll get into the meat and potatoes of it later. I'll pass it on to, how about Serotonin? Give us your kind of little three, five-minute review. Um, I was caught up from the beginning. Oh, um, and the Punisher was in it, too, by the way, the kids. Punishers. Yeah, the, the Punisher <laughs> and ninjas. Who needs more? Yeah. <laughs> um, the suit was awesome. Um, going farther, and yeah, I gotta stop saying um, don't I? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's my Point job. Point to it farther to uh, where the Punisher spray painted on his bulletproof vest. That was awesome. Yeah, there's not much about this that I didn't like. The only thing I am gonna pull the girl card and act real confused about is what was the really big hole? <laughs> Did they cover that? Did I miss it? Was I changing a diaper? They were no. digging a hole to China. Yeah, probably, oh, or Kunlun, maybe. <laughs> See, I looked up, <laughs> one episode ended, and then the next one started with them going, it hasn't hit bottom yet, and then nothing. Why are they leaving us hanging? Is that a... Yeah, it's got to be to be continued Cage type of thing. Or whatever the next Netflix thing that's going to catch us is going to be? That's my only complaint. Still waiting for the flashlight to hit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, we were talking about this the other day, and you know, I told you I figured it's probably where the big bad for the defenders is going to crawl out of. That's my my bet at this point, I guess. Anyway, okay, well, or yeah, Iron yeah. Fist, or I mean, but the, no, they didn't really tell us what was down there yet. If I I don't recall them wrapping that up. Anyone else? They, or? they did. I I don't recall them wrapping anything up there. Yeah. that, but I, I don't either. You, you got to have some dangling plot threads okay. out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not just because I missed it. All nope. right, I feel so much better about myself now. Thank nope. you. But as far as this season went, um, the Punisher and, and ninjas and Electra. What more do you need out of life? <laughs> I was caught from the first se- from the first episode to the end, and the way that it ended with what's in the paper bag, I screeched, I squeed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, sc- I squeed for, for a little bit. Like, you know, whatever. I had a little girl. So, yeah, um, two thumbs up, and can't wait for the next one to come around. Mr. Mike. Yeah. Your turn? Mike? Okay, you? well, you know, so far, you know, as far as these Netflix series go, Marvel hasn't really hasn't missed yet at all. You know, I thought it was the you know perfect buildup from uh, where they left us on season one. You know, the stories, you know, progressed organically. The only concern I had going in was that I was a little bit concerned about having the Punisher in there because I was a little worried about, you know, how much screen time you kind of take away from Daredevil. Right. Now, I I like the, uh, you know, especially the first four episodes, where especially when they're getting into the ethics of what, of the way Daredevil approaches things versus the way, the way Punisher does that. I mean, that stuff was just, that was top notch. Yeah. Right there. 
And you know, and I I might have been been fine with it if uh, the Punisher kind of left the scene after that. Cause, and, but, but I have obviously, which it sounds kind of weird because I liked everything he did. <laughs> but you know, I just felt he took away from Daredevil a little bit. And you know, the relationship with with Electra, with Electra was perfect, even though at the beginning the hand story kind of crept in and out. You know. It would just kind of show up every episode or two. Right. Until they finally started getting it moving a little bit. I would have liked to have seen a little more development there. But, you know, all all the character stuff was great. I liked how uh, the, way, the way the Castle trial pulled apart the uh, the firm. You know, oh, I've always been kind of a character guy, so I, li- I tend to like that stuff. Sometimes a little bit more than the main plot. So, you know, everything was good. The characters... Uh, all, all, all flowed. There wasn't really much not to like, even though I am, you know, after ten years of Batman Begins, Arrows, and now The Hand, I'm getting a little tired of ninjas. I, I should have oh. asked this off the uh, off the bat, Mike. But what's kind of your me and Hair Metal Hero went over it in the first uh, podcast about this. But what's like your experience with Daredevil, the character in general, as far as comics you've read and things like that? It's a uh, very, very general. You know, I know, I know the general details. You know, I haven't really been. I'm more of a DC guy, mm-hmm. so you know, I kind of hike in the Marvel universe once in a while. You know, like I'll read stories that he's in, but I've, I'm not really, you know, up as up on Daredevil as some as some other people are. Right. Eventually, with the uh, Marvel Unlimited app, I'll get caught. I'll get a little more caught up, but you know, I, I at the moment, my knowledge is basic. Yeah, I haven't been a regular reader, but luckily that this series has covered the kind of the tentpole stories that I have read over the years. So that's right. been a joy. Sarah, I'm assuming you really haven't read any Daredevil comics at all. I'm sure I picked up one or two that the boy had laying around. Right. <laughs> uh, I I can't tell you you know what series, what number, but I I thumbed through a few of them. Um. What I read, I liked, but I am not a comic book girl. I am the movie. Show me the visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. I've, you know, the, Scott forced me to read a comic once. <laughs> <laughs> Hero, go! I know you're ready to gush about oh, this. I, this show, for for what it is, continues to surprise me. Even though I know most of the beats, I think that are going to play out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that playing to the expectations of a Daredevil fan. I mean, they are clearly trying to get a broader audience as well. I mean, it, it's Netflix. It's paid TV. So yeah. people are paying. They want new stuff that they can't <coughs> see anywhere else. Even knowing that, I'm enjoying everything that they're doing with this show. Everything about it feels right in terms of trying to really grab the frank miller style daredevil stories along with a lot of other stuff thrown in um and i really can't complain about it they throw enough nods at other things in in the source material that it continues i just when nuke showed up in jessica jones my jaw hit the floor it's like and then with this season with some of the stuff that they did my jaw hit the floor even more and it was because I, th- I have a very strong feeling that 
if not the next season, the season after that is going to be born again just yeah. from the seeds that they laid in this. Oh, yeah. And I, that is one of my favorite stories of all time. So for them to have started planning all this stuff so early, even with the changes that they've made, I'm very excited to see where it goes. And um, I will be the person that says it. I want more ninjas. <laughs> I could watch Daredevil beating up thugs, but you, you give me some ninja action, I'm going to be all over it. Excellent. Uh, I, I want to piggyback on that a little bit here. I'll just the, uh, I didn't think I could be surprised, you know, either. Because we kind of knew what storyline, one of the ones I have read over the years was Electra, the Electra Saga, Miller's Electra Saga. Yeah. Which this, you know, the second half of was totally that. And I just went back and, like, wikipedia it to see, you know, kind of start seeing how close they got to it. And they, they did a pretty good job. Pretty close. They made yeah. some changes, but, yeah. it, you know, it's it works for what they're doing. But I did not know, man, for, for the, the amount of stuff that I... I almost want to just do, like, a holy fucking shit list of stuff in this <laughs> show. Uh, I think I might, but, like, you know... Well, oh, you know, I had The so Punisher, who holy yeah. fucking shit in general, the... the, the performance that he gave but i did not know wilson fix was going to be no, in the show and they hit it so well dude i mean i i have even seen an interview with charlie cox saying he wishes that the kingpin could have been part of season two so they just did a masterful job of freaking hiding that and they only released the first seven episodes to the press um you know to review early so nobody in the press knew that D'Onofrio was even in it, and oh, it was just it, fucking brilliant. When I saw all those weights getting lifted and not seeing who it was, I go, "Oh sh!" I just I knew. I said, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And it just at that point, I was like, "Oh, they got me! They got me, man!" Yeah, that was it. And you said something, Mike, about um, you. You would have been cool with you know the Punisher going away after like the first four episodes, and I would have been too. And I thought he was. And that was another big surprise for me that his his story kept going and they intertwined it into everything else. Yeah, a lot of people are calling this like the first season of you know the Punisher show, and he did take up a lot of the time. But man, just the interplay between him and Daredevil was just classic and spot on. And well, it, it also served another purpose. We didn't get a, to see a lot of Foggy and Matt in the courtroom in season one. Yeah. And this helped to alleviate that because, if you, ostensibly, if you're going to have a show about a, a lawyer by day, vigilante by night, you need to that, show him in a court of law. Well, we didn't really see a lot of a lot of Madden in the court. No, no. Um, yeah, but it was all the Foggy show, and he he stepped up again. The thing I loved about Foggy in the first season was that he was kind of like he's this bumbling, you know, guy that everyone underestimates, but he's really like a kick-ass lawyer and you yep. got to show that again too and I underestimated him in season 1. Yeah. yeah I mean, he just looks like a guy you wouldn't take seriously. Uh, well, that girl that he's sleeping with <laughs> clearly takes him seriously. She does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz she knows what he can do. <laughs> she, she loves the Fogmeister. She's she's into him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, every all, every character has been spot on, and I, and I even hit my jaw even hit the floor when they brought brought back um, Melvin when they brought back the Gladiator. Yeah, and they showed his suit that he had on under his overalls. And, I went, yeah, oh my god, he can't become a bad guy fast enough. Like I just I'm well, waiting. No, that's why I, I don't know if they can go there with him now. They can't because like, he's, he's a little touched. If anybody threatens 
Betsy, he's going to fly off the deep end. True, but he's he's being portrayed as such a noble, honest soul in this, too, that I just, you know... I guess that would be a great tragic arc, though, is seeing him go bad because something happens to her, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Daredevil having to, you know, I, I can't see him in beating him as much as trying to talk him down at that point. But Sarah, what do you think of the character of Electra? I mean, have, um, did did you watch the 2003, the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil? <laughs> Uh, I think no, I did not. No, okay. Uh oh, are no, you gonna take a card? card? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot, a lot of people hate it. I, I'm one of the people that falls on the side of I like the director's cut more than the theatrical cut. I don't hate it, but they tried to do too much in two hours. I don't like what they did with okay. Electra and him and him at all in the movie, and like talked about a case study on how you should write Electra and how you shouldn't compared to the, you know, the show and the movie is just night and day. Yeah. Um, the only thing I remember about the 2003 film was how they showed it as power. Yeah, that was neat. And that's something they didn't press upon as much in, in this season um, to its detriment. They, they focused mostly on his hearing as far as right uh, in this season. And that's easier to show people and having to do like a radar sense all the time, I guess. But, it would yeah. have been kind of cooler to. I'd love to see some more nods towards like his sense of touch and stuff, and and other and smell, which have always been you know part of his powers too. That he can, you know, even if you just have to show him reading a regular book that isn't in braille, because he oh, can yeah. always do that. You know, just some kind of call out. But, um, there was so. a there was a lot of call outs in this season uh, when he's got the <laughs> the six shooter tape to his hand. I mean, that's a direct reference to one, yeah. of the, one of the Frank Miller covers where he's got the the six shooter and he's just glaring at the reader and it's like oh my god it's like I picked up on that right away it's like yes this is awesome oh and before I forget Stiltman's legs were still in Melvin's shop too did you notice that yes yes yeah. they were <laughs> at some point Turk is going to have to get those because they're not doing enough with him I was waiting all season first season and this season for him to go flying through Josie's window yeah yeah and we only got one like one or two little scenes of Turk this time uh, we got Grotto but I mean he didn't end well so no, we won't no. be seeing him again. <laughs> no, no, we won't. <laughs> As not, not being a comic reader and not knowing much about the story, I found myself questioning what the hell was at Sarcophagus for the longest time. Am I the only one? Probably. No, and I don't you know. remember the Black Sky thing from the comics. Was that part I, of the Electra saga? I mean, not, not the original Frank Miller, yeah. right? She's, I mean, she was a bad girl. But they're definitely playing more upon the mysticism, yeah. um, and I'm sure that's part of a way to bring Iron Fist into this as well, because that's going to be a huge part of his story. I remember they so. they touched on it a little bit in season one, but yeah, I love how they left it kind of ambiguous though. That she's, I mean, there's obviously some magical ninja shit going on. They've got ninja zombies for fuck's sake, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. you know. And now Electra's <laughs> going to be one, but that's out of the comics. Um, but, I mean, they left it a little ambiguous as far as whether she's really this big mystical creature, this, the black sky, or if it's just kind of a cult thing, you know, that it's just kind of a belief system. I um, get, get the feeling she's going to go turn the crazy up to, to 15 well, something, when she comes back. Cause it's, it's, something's coming out of that fucking pit. <laughs> so. Well, that when the hand brought her back in the comic, she was... She already had a screw loose, now she's got five screws loose. Yeah, yeah, she's full-blown. Yeah, and they actually started her a little higher on the, the crazy level in this show than they 
did in the comics, I think. Well, the way less time to do it. Yeah. She had to, no choice. But to its benefit, though. I mean, I, I thought she played it awesome. Yeah. And Stick was back, holy fucking shit. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. ninjas climbing walls and people getting arrows shot at them. And I'm just going to keep doing that if you guys don't talk about something. <laughs> like that, so. I could talk for, for three hours about this. So somebody else say something. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Like, uh, the chemistry between... You know, I, I want Matt and Karen to get together so bad. He really, you know. Should. I want them to get together so bad that when she sells them out for a shot in the arm. Well, yeah. That's, make me a bad person. Yeah, Sarah, you you love the last scene so much, him telling Karen, you know, who he was. But that doesn't end well for Karen in the, uh, but, but in the comics. It never ends well for the girlfriend. Was falling for the Punisher. Yeah, in a way. Well, I don't know. In her heartbeat, and every time she was near him, her heart would skip a beat, and Matt heard it. Well, you know, know, beefy guys with guns, man. I'm sure your heart heart was going pitter-pot, too. (laughs) Mine went pitter-pat. I don't know. Uh, My fiancé's went pitter-pat, too, but uh, it's like, eh. It's a girl thing. I like Daredevil more. (laughs) So. I like Daredevil, but I have to confess that I have a Punisher T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, my fiance fiance wants one now. It's like okay. No, I've had this for years. <laughs> I just yeah, I was never one of those people. Like everybody had the Punisher T-shirt when I was a kid. It's like you know what? I'm gonna stick with my Spider-Man stuff. <laughs> so, ah, I, I that that's a whole other can of worms with with. Punisher and how they played him because some writers write him as totally knowing exactly what he's doing and just doing it remorselessly. Yeah, um, and some writers write him as he's just he's he's broken. He's right. completely snapped. What they did with this is they tried to have the best of both worlds. Yeah, they had the brain yeah. injury. I was like, that might be a stretch too far, but it played out well because it brought in the whole court thing. Um, and I don't recall any origin story that I've read of the Punisher where it's his former unit that's going after him, or yeah. that he's going after them. It, again, it played for the for the show, um, but it's I mean it's really one of those things that if it is just random gangland violence, it also works just as well. And the Punisher is a malleable enough character where you can have different interpretations. I guess um, it didn't really feel like the Frank Miller version of the Punisher. Mm-hmm. It was some sort of hybrid of, of other things going on, but I, I you know, it, di- it didn't bother me. It's, at the end of the day, his family was killed for reasons that shouldn't have happened. He was caught in the crossfire, and he's on a mission. And that's, at the end of the day, that's really all you need the Punisher to be. Got a ninja kitty rushing around here being an idiot. Isn't a ninja kitty? Ninja kitty? No. <laughs> The one time she emerges from her cave today, of course, is when I'm doing shit. So the, the scream will be me being eviscerated by my cat eventually when it happens. Um, I think they made, I, I kind of liked the whole medical explanation, because um, that is kind of how PTSD works. You know, you're, you're reliving right. that trauma over and over again. And I thought it uh, it added to his, because he did go, they did go a little... On that this guy's just flat out freaking wacko, you know, Batman wacko, um, and this is why he has to do this. Like he asked Daredevil, it's like, could you fucking quit what you do? You know, I'm already, I've, I've gone all in on this game, and I got to see it to its logical conclusion. 
and uh, he called Daredevil out. Uh, just the whole two sides. Of, the only thing that bothered me about the, the dialogue between Daredevil and, and Punisher is that I can't get past that one line of you're just one bad day being away, you know, away from being me, and my brain instantly goes to the, the killing joke. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's, can't it's get over that for some reason. But it's apropos, though. It's, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, it's not like they're stealing. It's it's no, it's it, a cliche it, you have to use for yeah, that. Yeah, and let's be honest here: comic books are at their best when it's philosophy fights with you know fists. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and this is like the epitome of you right. know the vigilante. Philosophy fight is like: Do you go all the way and kill your enemies, or you, you know, wrap them up like Spider-Man and send them to the cops, or you know, beat them up like Daredevil and send them to the cops? Right, and then they could have been on that roof for a week and not gotten anywhere. Yeah, and Murdoch knows. You know, he he actually has more more skin in the game than most vigilantes because he knows how fucked up the legal system is too, and that he may have to defend some of these people. You know, that he ends up beating up, you know, if he was, like, public defender. But he knows that, you know, the the justice system isn't perfect, which is kind of why he goes off on his own. But, again, if you're just beating up people and sending them back into the system, you're just going to have to keep beating them up. <laughs> well, I can't keep the punisher from killing all his clients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you kill them all, aren't you out of a job soon? Um, just saying. Uh, there's always another scumbag to kill. Yeah, I think Frank Castle would be... <laughs> Frank Castle was happy to be out of a job. I, See, eventually was... you're going to be out of a job if you kill everybody. Um, then what? Retire to the beach? I don't know. Yeah. Well, if anything, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Frank was ready to retire to to hell, but uh, he, you know, he decided to go on and continue to be the Punisher. Uh, I think the best scene was when he was... Uh, was he looking for information, or he was buying a gun or something, maybe? Uh, he was buying the police radio. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. Shop. And he is, he's walking out, and the guy like suggests, and say, like, hey, I got some pictures of young girls for you if you want. Should have yeah. just shut up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, well, I guess that I'm guy, That guy should have run as soon as uh, the signs started turning around. I mean, hold on, sure, I can't get you anything else? You know, I got it all, man. Yeah, bondage, backdoor, grannies. Or maybe you're in the market for something younger. What the hell are you doing? Hey, man, just take it easy. I'm just trying to make a buck. I think he knew he was going to kill that guy up front, because that's why he asked for the shotgun under the desk. Yeah. So, I think he, he had a plan when he went in there. That guy was well, going to be toast anyway. Just maybe not that day. He was going to come back for it, but he heard that. I was, was naive like, enough yeah. to think that he asked for the shotgun to protect himself. But, you know. But as soon as he turned around the clothes sign, I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, I knew from the minute he offered the, uh, the kitty porn. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that. It, and I'd have been the... horribly disappointed if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really be horribly disappointed with the Punisher in this show if you're a Punisher fan, I don't no, think. I, mean, I don't know what I expected. I mean, they could have wrote him very two-dimensionally, and they didn't. And I don't know why I expected they would have. Because he can be written two-dimensionally. Yeah, because he he's, yeah. he's brute force against injustice, and that's pretty much, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a Batman figure, you know. His family got killed, he's pissed, he wants vengeance. And, you know, he uses maximum possible effort to do so. And uh, and firepower, 
But I mean, just the the way John Barenthal acted in this, and and how they wrote some of his that dialogue at the end of the you know first episode was just soul crushing. You know, him talking about his I don't know, it was the first episode maybe or the second, but when he's just talking about holding his dead daughter, it's just like, are you oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, which I actually hats off for them conveying it through that instead of just showing us the bloody scene. You know. They didn't have to. They didn't feel the need to to watch his make us watch his family get gunned down. They let the actor sell it to us, and he did. It was so. it was more visceral, oh, yeah. living it through his dialogue yeah. than actually seeing it happen. Sometimes I think you really just might be the devil. And repeating the words from from the storybook, that you know, there were goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff, man. One of the and the and the verbal tick that he have where he'd put a yeah at the end of everything he said. It's yeah. like that's somebody that's really trying to convince themselves of something. Yeah, exactly. I feel a little bad for Frank Jr. though. Um, it doesn't seem like Frank missed Frank Jr. quite as much as he <laughs> missed no, his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever, you know, Daddy's, Daddy's girl. Yeah, hey, there's something different. I got a four year old daughter. Let's <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I almost. You know, I got a little teary eye when he talked about holding his, uh, holding his dead daughter and yeah, how and uh, meat coming and, out where uh, face is supposed to be. And, and like, when he that scene uh. when, <laughs> when he talked about how he and his wife would look at their daughter and or he would, and say, you know, how did we create that? Yeah. Oh, that beautiful? How does that? Does that come from me? You know, my daughter's very outgoing, and my her mother and I were, we're like we're two miserable fuckers. <laughs> so, so we'll look at her and we'll say, "How did we create that?" Yeah, Gene must have skipped a generation. Yeah, it must have. She got it from my mother. She sure as hell didn't get it from me. <laughs> at least you're honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I look and, at my kids and wonder, "How did this happen?" So I, I got that. You know, I I understand exactly where Frank is coming from. I have no children, but I I can empathize definitely. That's the one thing where I can understand being so angry where you are willing to take the law into your own hands mm-hmm. um, and yeah. oftentimes justifiably so maybe that I've, I don't know but. I've had enough friends that have had shitty things done to them and you know yeah wouldn't you wouldn't want to put me in a room with certain people uh, <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah, I try to get I try to get along with everybody but if, you know family when it comes to that it's those ties are strong Especially if you're a former soldier and you know that you can go whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, my, my career as a vigilante would last about five minutes, which All would be me would throwing a punch. And uh, one minute would be me trying to run away before I had a three-minute heart attack. And, uh, yeah, that would be a... <laughs> would not be worthy of a Netflix show, let's put it that way. No. No, no, no. I could probably have a cooking show. That I'd be good at that. <laughs> Oh man! I'll stick with the eating show. Yeah, yeah, well, you have to cook before you can eat. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's true. Unless you get someone else to cook. Yeah, I like to do the cooking. (sighs) 
hungry? I like but how they, they kind of played up um, Matt's faith a little more. I, I want more scenes of him and his priest, though. I love Father Lantham is awesome. Yeah. I'm I so disappointed priest, he was man. only in one episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. me too. Because that, that should be... Because he keeps referencing his faith, but I mean, yeah. I want to I see that dialogue, too. I want to see another... I want to see multiple confessions by... Forgive me, Father, I had to break someone's... You know, I had to do a compound fracture on someone's leg tonight. <laughs> how, how do you absolve me for that one? What's the what's the penance for that one? <laughs> Bless me, Father, I broke a nose. Well, that's yeah. two young Marys. Yeah. <laughs> Father, why do I still feel guilty? The guilt means your work is not yet finished. I was wondering if we were going to see a Punisher confession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. long nope. and drawn out. No, but see, he's. Well, I did he's, read a comic once where he was giving a confession. To confess. If you if you go at it from Frank's mindset, this is exactly what he needs to do. There's nothing for him to confess. Yeah. He confess he's done yeah. something wrong. Yeah, yeah, he is he is guilt free, you know, basically, and it's. Uh, and it, yeah. I, I was honestly surprised how they ended their relationship by the end of the season. It would have been very easy to keep them very contentious. But instead of doing that, they almost made it like, I acknowledge what you're doing, I don't agree with it on both sides. Right. But at the at the end, when all those ninjas are around, you got Frank sniping them. Yeah. And yeah, it's he, obvious... Matt wasn't wouldn't... complaining at that point. No, nah, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you... I was during that whole fight, I was kind of waiting for him. Yeah. It's, and it's one of those things that, it, you know... He could have taken shots at Daredevil, but he didn't. So at least he... Well, he had no up... reason to. And yeah, I think you could see the progression of Matt actually, or Frank actually gaining respect for Matt. Because, you know, in the beginning he had none because he was a half measure. But then he saw this is what this guy needs to do, and he's doing a kick-ass job of it. And, yeah. you know, why should I it... complain? At least bad guys are still getting their comeuppance. I guess I, uh... I guess I was wrong. About are you being a pussy? Look at all sweet on me now, Frank. <laughs> it, it, it makes me hopeful for the uh, fact that they could, with that relationship in play, they could tell uh, the Frank Miller story where the uh, the coach is giving the kids drugs in the school and the two of them go and beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I should revise a previous statement, though, because they did show Frank having some guilt for his actions, actually, after the, you know, the one kid screamed out in court there. Right. He's like, you know, I cost that kid his father, you know, basically. But My guess yeah. was that was the first time he ever thought about that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, when you kill everyone that disagrees with you before they get awarded. <laughs> yeah, you usually don't get to hear the feedback from your victims. <laughs> They're all lying in a pool of blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that not that what facilitated his outburst in court? When that uh, kid stood up and said, you cost me my father, and he gets no. up there and says, yeah, I'm crazy, I did it, so No, he up. facilitated the outburst because Fisk wanted to talk to him. Right. Yeah. The, guard, the guard planted that in his ear and said, if you want to meet the big man, yeah, you're going to stay yeah. in prison. But I, I kind of think that maybe, I don't know. Well, he, he, he didn't, like that, he didn't like that his lawyers were portraying, he didn't want to go the... And that's a very soldier thing, you know. He didn't want to go the PTSD. He's like, I don't want to blame this. It's like I'm not. I wasn't fucked up by the war. You know, the war didn't do shit for me. I didn't care. And I like the justification for that because it was unfair for the people who were actually suffering it. Yeah, yeah, it was very. It was a very good portrayal of how I've met a lot of soldiers. 
that were in you know Afghanistan and Iraq, and they all kind of have that air about them. You know, they don't feel like heroes. They don't feel like, you know, they don't accept that they've been damaged by something that they view as just their job. So, you know, anywho, <laughs> downer. Anyway. Well, this season was was far darker than the first season. They, they turned up the violence, man. It was hard R violence. I mean, that was just oh, yeah. as ruthless as just about anything in, like, the Deadpool movie. So, yeah, Marvel is definitely not shying away from that anymore. Like uh, bamboo shoots under the nails. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, that was yeah. No, I, I you're almost, welcome. I had you're almost welcome. I had almost put that image out of my head. Thank you, honey. Yeah, you're um, welcome. It's my job. <laughs> At least we don't have to talk about any anal in this ep- this episode. <laughs> no, but you know, as long as we got the word in there, we got our quota. I was waiting to drop yeah. it in. <laughs> we had faith in you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There was a good uh, sex scene, um, you know, with uh, Electra. And, and perfect. I saw it as, like, the perfect parody of the, the 2003 movies, kind of seduction, non-seduction playground fight catastrophe. Oh, don't remind That's worse than oh. the bamboo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Milk. It really is. I go back and watch that's that every now and then. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> uh. It's unfortunately so rememberable, uh, memorable because of how horrible it is. <laughs> And I watched the clip again the other day. I don't know, just to torture myself, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was just as bad as I remembered it. And, yeah. So I said, I love that Daredevil movie pretty much, except for Elektra. If you'd left her right the fuck out of it, I would have been a happier camper. <laughs> yeah, but but this Elektra, man, this was yeah. That that's how Elektra and and Matt should hook up the first time is beating the shit out of each other. It makes sense. You know, she's his kind of crazy. uh, Yes, she is. And if you get in my way, I'm going to kill you too. (laughs) And I was still a little surprised by kind of his decision to be with her almost at the end or near the end. Because he is obviously serious in love with Karen too, but um, I think he realized that someone like Elektra is, you know, and rightfully so, is the only one who can kind of deal with his intense life. And then at the end, he makes the stupid decision. And drags poor Karen into hell. <laughs> That's what sure. Matt Murdock does. He's a great vigilante and a, and a great lawyer. His love life is shit. Yeah, and he's even got poor Foggy thinking he's brave enough to go into a biker bar and get information and almost get himself killed. <laughs> yeah, we can use some of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> Matt's love. And life. I felt like that that would be me going into your friend's lair. <laughs> so I'd look like Foggy and be like, "Hi, guys." <laughs> yeah, but Matt's love life would make Peter Parker seriously consider suicide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the comics, Sarah, um, the no no woman that gets close to Matt Murdock tends to have a very long lifespan. It seems. <laughs> And I thought it was also interesting, if we're, if we're going to dip back into source material, that with the death of Ben Yurick in the first season, the fact that they're transferring a lot of what his role would have most likely been to uh, Karen is, uh, is a lot better than just having her fatting around and, you know, doing nothing, essentially. For that was that another story. surprise, man. I didn't expect, like, Nelson and Murdoch to completely dissolve before the end of the season, you know, and Karen's yeah, now 
Karen's now a newspaper writer, and it's like, whoa, okay. They got to so. break it down so that when they do Born Again, they come back together. Yeah, yeah, and uh, wow. <laughs> I like Foggy's idea, or was it was it Matt's idea of, of adding Paige to the door? You know, yeah. Nelson and Murdoch and Paige. Yeah, well, she's better, you know, they, they wouldn't she, she be able to do much without her. She's yeah, she's, just, she's, she's like the best researcher they could have. <laughs> Being the secretary doesn't get your name on the glass. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's a lot more than a secretary. Yeah, she showed up to work, unlike Matt. Mm-hmm. But how do you go to work after you fight ninjas all night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very slowly and painfully, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> no, I, Deborah Ann Wall is just again nailing that part, man. And and I just all these a lot of these actors are you know they're not big names, you know. And what she had to do in, like, True Blood really didn't prepare you for how good of an actress she is. And what John Barenthal had to do in Walking Dead, I mean, he did some great work, but didn't really prepare you for how good he was as the Punisher. She seemed, uh, the girl who played uh, Karen seemed a lot more comfortable this time around. Yeah, they all were, I mean, I thought. And uh, that just makes sense from, you know, an actor's point of view and and the writing getting better. but for someone like the actress that played um, Electra and John Barenthal, I mean, for them to just kind of be dropped into this world, they just did a great, great job with it. Yep. You know, it's good to see Scott Glenn again, man. Just oh, yeah. Chewing oh, the yeah. scenery. Love his his version of Stick. Um, so, uh, Love his voice. It's kind From of weird. The Stick they... movie, how did Stick play in the Affleck movie? None. Yeah, he not didn't, even didn't in even it. mention him. Not no. even in it? Okay. Nope. No, he showed up in the very awful Electra movie they did. Played by Zod. <laughs> yeah, played by General Zod, Terrence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Don't, don't. The Daredevil movie is worth watching. The Electra movie is really horrible. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and I'm the guy that owns the Marvel movie the sci-fi original man thing yeah that's a marvel property so watch i've even watched the director's cut i the, when i did rent it i rented the director's cut of electra it didn't help no it had you know 30 seconds of ben affleck in it that was pretty much the director's <laughs> cut <laughs> uh, yeah no but uh elodie young was um excellent as Electra, and it's funny because she basically played Electra in the second GI Joe movie. She played Jinx, who wore red and was a ninja. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that one. So it's and that one's so. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, she was man. She she portrays the dangerous crazy really well. I mean, it just yeah, that sexy, sexy woman. I mean, holy shit. And I mean, they retconned Electra a little bit because I mean that actress is. Got to be. I think she's French Asian, isn't she? Or, yeah. And so they had, you know, Electra was originally Greek. I, I can't help but find it funny, and I'm just going to go briefly political here. But a lot of people are griping about them not taking the opportunity to cast Danny Rand, Iron Fist, as an Asian. And you know, but there's no props given to the fact that they cast a Greek character with an Asian actress. But they made so. a point to say that. The Nachioses that she grew up with were her adoptive parents. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. But so, I'm saying for them, they retconned that, you know, to the to the benefit of an Asian actress, obviously. And I just don't see why they never get credit when Marvel seems to diversify. You know, they only get griped at wait, in places that they. You're don't. expecting the internet to give credit? 
Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm giving credit to them casting a, a white guy for Iron Fist because, like it or not, that is part of his story. He's it the, is. a stranger I, I, in a strange land. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and well, see, so that's the point I, I tried to make about, you know, when people were raking me over the coals for it, you know, because I'm a racist against Asians now. Um, <laughs> the, the dynamic, the story of rich, privileged white guy befriending an inner city black man is, is a valid discussion to have too still, right? Um, <laughs> but <yeah>. apparently not. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Luke Cage <laughs> to be white. Right. Like, yeah. it's like... Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. I did like <laughs> Michael Clack Duncan as the kingpin. Yeah, me too. Me too. And no problem with that at all. Um... It was it was kind of funny that we finally got to see the kingpin in his white suit yep. in prison. That's <laughs> why, yeah, he's he's going to hold on to that. He's going to remember having to wear that. That was really we finally got him got to see him. Be, he wasn't the kingpin yet in the first season, really. Now he's the kingpin. Now oh he's yeah, like yeah. he's in the dirt now, and he's got to build shit up from the bottom up, and he's doing it just as ruthlessly as. I, I really, I didn't see it coming at all, and I'm like, how are they even tying Frank Castle into this guy? This is the guy Frank Castle would want to kill the most, and just the whole having him trick the Punisher into taking out his competition basically was just awesome. I don't think, I don't know if they ever done that in the comics, but it... I don't believe so. It was really well written and really well plotted. I said I thought Frank Castle was done after four episodes and how they wove it all back in. I just thought it was really, really tight. A lot of it was, I, I thought, would be a lot, would be really confusing for non-comic book fans who hadn't read the Electra Saga. I mean, but Sarah told me the other day, she's like, what's to know? It's ninjas and and people beating the <laughs> shit out of each other. They, I mean, yeah, they laid enough groundwork in the first season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not having read it previously, I was... I was fine. I knew what was going on. But they didn't mention the hand specifically in the first one, though. That that came up, you know, just in this one when they started explaining that whole mess. It was definitely hinted at, and we were pretty sure that Nobu was the hand, you know. But I don't think they actually express, expressly said it in no. the first season. So that was, I mean, when I first saw the trailer that with Stick mentioning the hand, I'm just like, you know, oh my Stick didn't mention the hand in his episode? No, no, I don't think it came up at all in the first season. So spoil um, it for me. I know, I know you mentioned the black sky. Yeah, the black sky was mentioned and all that, and Nobu was in it, but they didn't they didn't name the hand by by name. By name. So, yeah. <laughs> now, Nobu was the one who kicked the crap out of him in the first season, right? Yeah, dragged him with the uh, right. spike chain. And... <laughs> you know, for as brutal as that fight was, he seemed to dispatch Nobu pretty easily this time. <laughs> No, he's he's had practice. He's he's getting better at it. Um, what were you saying, Sarah? You had a question. I said, so spoil it for me. After Stick made Nobu, what is it about a head shorter? Is he going to come back now? <laughs> I think he's he toast. I, I would think that would be the end of it. I would hope. Or done now, right? If not, they're going to need people like fucking Thor to get in there and take care of shit. <laughs> yeah, because... you can't make him too powerful. We still <laughs> yeah. just have a guy that yeah. has a, you know, I mean, A, senses. you know, Daredevil ain't even going to be cutting off anybody's head, so I don't know how he's ever going to beat someone like the hand. Yeah, Stick you know? came in and gave, gave us a dose of Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there, can only be, there can be only one. <laughs> and I said that. I said that right after it happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the windows in the building didn't shatter, though, so not as good. All right. I'll give you yeah. that one. 
Oh man. Oh, and the the scene with Matt and Fisk in the prison was gold. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just like, and you just see the, you know, he Matt didn't know what to do. It's like can, I can't defend myself against this guy. He regains power right here. Yes, also my lawyer. He'll deny it. Uh, Ask the guards. They'll deny it. Ask the inmates here. They'll cut their tongues out before they talk. But I have something to say to you. When I finally get out of this cage, I will dismantle the lives of the two amateurs that put me in here. You, Mr. Murdoch, and Franklin Percy Nelson. And did anyone else anyone else think that the Kingpin knows who Matt Mur- Murdoch is? That's now? why he asked for the files, and I, yeah. that's another reason why I think they're going to be doing Born Again. Yeah, because Once he, he just... gets confirmation from Karen selling him out. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. hope they don't go that ugly route, man. They can they can accomplish it other ways. No, they need to. <laughs> they need to. Well, I mean, I thought it was going to come out this season. I mean, she obviously has some kind of shady past that they alluded to. With her brother. In the, in the first season. And with her brother. That yeah. was the thing that um, Uric found on her, that they just half a second shot of the file on her. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still kind of that is going to come out eventually, and I wonder if that's going to be the blackmail that he uses against her or something. But, uh, you they have to I, start moving on that. They don't really need to go. I mean, she becomes like a porn star and gets AIDS, and this is all in the comics, Sarah. Well, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a real cheery story. <laughs> My education. Yeah. Well, that means they'd have a good reason to bring Bullseye in, which I'm still waiting for. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was kind of glad they didn't go with him um, in this one. It would have looked maybe too much like the movie. Yeah. I think it was a conscious decision on their part for that. And you can use Bullseye anytime. He doesn't have to be the one to kill Elektra, you know. No, they didn't do it in this. They had yeah. they had no boo killer. So it's like, you know what? I, it's like, oh, shit, they're going there. Okay. Yeah, it exactly almost, how almost makes more sense narratively that it would be, you know, the, the direct you know, if she's supposedly fighting for the chase against the hand, it would be the hand that takes her out. But, I don't know. I was a little disappointed we didn't, when Stick said we're getting the band back together, I was hoping we would see, like, I don't think we saw Stone in this or any of the other chased, really. No, we only saw Stone for a hot second in the first season. Yeah, and I mean, we had, he had some minions with him, but they weren't, like, the main guys in the chase. So I was a little disappointed in that. Well, they got they got more stories to tell. You can't throw yeah. all the, the hand goodness out. No, man, I'm game, but I want to see Stone and Shaft and you know Stick and all of them. I want a good flashback to all of them training Matt, not just Stick. <laughs> yeah, that would. I wasn't. I thought it was just Stick that trained him, though. Then maybe he, well, I'm thinking of Electra. Electra, an Electra assassin. She uh, she was one of her flashbacks was her being trained by like all the different ninjas. Yeah, I think they kind of killed that thread when when uh, Stick killed the uh, the guy that was was trained in there. It was like, all right, we're out. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. That was a little confusing, even to like. I mean, I don't think they did it exactly. Well, she wasn't like the black sky in the comics, so it was. No, that's like why it was. I, I don't, I'm not really clear on why Stick was protecting her if he kind of knew eventually he'd have to kill her. Maybe he was just hopeful he wouldn't have he to. He was hopeful that he, he wouldn't have to. Yeah. But Stick always seemed like such a pragmatist about that. It's like, no, we got to kill the enemy, period. You know, we got he shot a fucking kid with an arrow in the first season because he was the black sky. You know, I think well, 
stick no, they got, to be won over by a young, you know. Well, they got a whole bunch of those kids now, and we don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah. Oh, that was creepy. I said, I think that's got to be building to... I, they they did write this like they're pretty confident they're going to be getting a third season. I don't know why they wouldn't be, because I'm sure a shitload of people watched it. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I read that it's already yeah. uh, 2017. Because oh, wow. this is on like a six month, every six months they're going to release something. Well, yeah, I hope they don't. I mean, I hope some of this is building towards just the Defenders and not necessarily just more Daredevil stuff. Cause... The way they're going, though, I have no problem waiting for the Defenders. No, no. Um, it's but the I Defenders gotta... coming up that's putting a hold on the next Jessica Jones. Well, yeah, when I saw, I got to think like Luke Cage and Iron Fist are definitely going to be sowing some seeds for it. So I don't care. Just keep. Make you know, give me a fucking Howard the Duck Netflix series. I don't care what they make. <laughs> well, the the rumor is he will be back in Guardians too. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> got no problem yeah. with that. And we've got Kurt Russell and Stallone. And oh Guardians. my God, Tango and Cash together yeah. again. Oh my God. If they they have to have a scene with the two of them together. I want Stallone to be Nova, man. I want him to be Richard Ryder. That would be interesting, but I doubt that. Yeah, I guess he's playing a gang lord or something. Well, yeah, the first rumors I heard, though, was that he was rocking a costume that looked vaguely like Judge Dredd, which speaks of Nova to me. So, well, I don't know. That's next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else to say, guys? Um, holy fucking shit. This is a good <laughs> series. It's, it's a fantastic show. I'm just... Still blown away by the performances in this. Um, either paying their people real well, or these actors like like their characters. Because uh, I'm buying it. Um, I love the the refit of, uh, of Daredevil's costume. That Melvin did a little upgrade on his helmet. I think it looks a lot better than the yeah. first first couple episodes that we and saw. And he gave him the Billy Club. Yeah, and the Billy Club, man, that was such a squee moment. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, that's just like that's his thing, man, and. Uh, yeah, Electra Squee, too. She wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they didn't even start her out with her sigh. Um, no. She had to get that, so that was cool. Uh, origin building there, but... I don't know. Uh, what do you, they? There was a rumor for a while that they were going to make a Punisher series, and then they kind of backtracked on that a little bit, like the official people at Marvel. Um, do we want a full Frank Castle series? I mean, I do, but can you really... Do 13 episodes no. on The Punisher? No, I mean, you uh, could, but it would be very... It would be very 80s TV if they, tried, yeah. if they tried to pull it to 13 episodes. You could probably tell, like, one hell of a great Punisher story. Um, I mean, because I, I, I'm all for seeing another version of, you know, Jigsaw or... Uh, was yeah. it The White Shark? And They told one hell of a great Punisher story in the first four episodes. Yeah, yeah they... And... I don't know, maybe maybe a shorter series, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think you would have to do it as like you'd have to have like his internal dialogue all the time. You know, him writing in his Punisher's War Journal, I think. You know, and, and going after various. You could make it just like a great mob story. You know, he goes after the main guys in the Magia finally or something. And well, they uh, they did drop the micro reference yeah, at the end yeah. of it, so it's like, if they're going to do it, at least he's got somebody to talk to. Yeah, they he, go found that that, he found his little cache of weapons. Clancy Brown, holy fucking shit, was in this. <laughs> um, yeah. Gotta love that. 
Uh, he's been showing his face a lot lately. He played yeah, the he military had... guy in like the Flash or the Arrow, I think. Both, both, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of a surprise too. Um, and yeah, obviously, some, we're... something tells me they're not going to make him the Shaggy Man on Flash, though. No, <laughs> which would be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It said it was a surprise. I didn't think they'd cross pollinate like that. But... No, it totally threw my girlfriend for a loop. <laughs> yeah. She's like, um, so what was going on with that? Is that the same character? I'm like, no. no. He's just one of those actors. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah. playing the same character, kind of. But yeah. Uh, well, Clancy Brown is one of those actors who's in everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch him read the phone book. I don't care yeah. more Clancy Brown, but well, we won't be seeing more Clancy Brown in this. But no, no, we won't. <laughs> His end was pretty definitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I don't know how long have we gone on here. Yeah, I could just go. I'll just keep remembering holy fucking shit moments. Yeah, that's pretty much all we do at this point is just keep gushing. <laughs> But definitely um, looking forward to more. It's now been an hour, so yeah, I think we've yeah, pretty got it. Yeah, a good little round table. Um, why don't we just go around and... Well, one thing, before we really do that, one thing I noticed. I, uh... When did Karen actually get a job at the at the Bulletin? I, I, she came in as a source, but all of a sudden she was working there. That kind of threw me for a minute. He, uh... Ellis sort of pushed her and said, you know, this is what you were born to do. Yeah. So it was after she started bumming around there and they were hanging out. Which I, I honestly took a little, I don't know, as someone who actually went to college for it. I, yeah, I, did I would imagine a lot of uh, uh, the reporters were a little pissed that she was all of a sudden just getting Ben's old office and was all of a sudden the pet of the editor. Well, as um, someone who went to J school for four years and worked at Crappy Weekly, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, you have more reason to be pissed than I do, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's TV. It's TV promotion. Yeah, you know, it, it, I know. we couldn't, couldn't, they, you know, it's 13 episodes. They couldn't have given us a, uh, you know, her her doing the cub reporter no, I know. thing, a montage or something to a good 80s song or something. Killing Page with Peter Parker. Having her go, you know, to cover a couple of, you know, just see her covering an old, a boring city council meeting or something and then finally getting to her first car accident and. You know, something like that. I, I will say, though, I've sat and looked at that blank screen a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's the same time every year when I do the horror show for Halloween. It's like, yep. Yeah. The first sentence is murder, always. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, final thoughts, Sarah? Uh, final thoughts? I can't wait for the next one. That's the problem with these, man. It's just such a long wait again, and and I, you know, all I can do is go back and watch them again. There's a, there's plenty of stuff coming out between now and oh yeah, and yeah. Luke Cage. I I think I need to pace myself in the next ones. I, I eat these up so quick, and I just kind of feel exhausted. Not just I lose details, man. It's like my brain can only hold so many details at one time anymore. And... Can only keep the general stuff. Yeah, and I, I just watched 13 episodes. It's like, wow, did that really happen? And like, I should go back and watch that. And it's just, I should let them marinate a little bit more. Watch a couple of them, and but they're so goddamn engaging. Yes. And it's like when you saw the the kingpin at the end of what episode eight, maybe it's like, yeah, you were going to wait to watch episode nine. I don't think no. so. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Netflix has autoplay. Yeah, yeah, it's just brilliant. But yeah, 
I think they would do just as well if they, I mean, God bless the model, I guess. It works for them. But I think they would do just as well if they, like, you know, released three a week or something and then made your wait. And I don't know. I think they could actually increase their subscribers that way almost. But yeah, No, because most of us would wait until the very end and then binge watch them all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I subscribe, you know, pretty much kind of only when one of these shows come out. So I have my Netflix for a month and then wait for a while. And, <laughs> uh, so. Sign back up for Luke Cage when it comes out. Yeah, and I do. And I, I could have watched all of these at the same time on other sites, but I, I don't have a problem giving my money to to these good Marvel shows. So Nope. I will continue to do so. Um, all right, thank you everyone for joining me tonight. Mike, why don't you give us kind of a wrap-up? All right. Well, like like I said, I uh, like you guys. I can't. I can't wait for for, for the next one. I really want to see uh, see where this is going. You know, we, we didn't mention a lot about Foggy, but he ends up working for Hogarth. So yeah. I wonder if we're going to see him in uh, Jessica Jones now. It depends, I guess. I think it depends on which comes out first. Because right. um, I mean, if Jessica Jones two comes out before Daredevil three. I'd say yes, but. They have to get the band back together in Daredevil 3, and there's just no... You can't have Matt without Foggy, in my opinion. Yeah. But like I said, these uh, these Marvel shows on Netflix, they're, they're just not missing. They're hitting, they're hitting all the right spots, all the right notes. You know, I've always been a... I've always liked the long-form storytelling. I'm getting to the point where I'd rather see more shows like this on Netflix than the movies sometimes. I've said that, too, man. I've been like, give me everything right. <laughs> in this format. Uh, it's arguable that... I, I think I said about the first season that I, they could have maybe done what they needed to do in ten episodes. This one, maybe they even needed a couple more episodes because there was some very dense stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I so. felt the Punisher stuff kind of cut into the hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would have, as I said, I would have been okay with them just going with the hand story and, and having Frank's, you know, story be resolved. But I still thought it was kind of neat how they, yeah entwined it all. Now, I have one more question that maybe I snoozed through this part, but at one point there was like an army of fucking ninjas marching down the street and then it seemed like there were 12 on the rooftop. Yeah, so I noticed that too. What happened? Because it almost felt like there was a scene missing where the Punisher met them all with a minigun or something. <laughs> I would have liked to have freaking seen that. And I, I'm not sure what happened, but it was just kind of a plot hole for me. From the scene in the when they were in that little closet where they are talking about how they didn't expect to... Uh... To live through it. The fight on yeah. the roof seemed awful easy after that. Yeah, that was only one of my little nitpicks with it. But uh, One of very few. One of very few. So That was really the only one. Yeah. Like I, like, I, like I said, even though I thought the Punisher cut into the hand storyline, it, it's hard to say that because I like so much of the Punisher stuff. Yeah, and Clancy Brown, holy fucking shit. Yeah, you, so. you don't. I saw that come. You don't bring in Clancy Brown to be the friendly witness. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. He rarely ends up being the good guy. Yeah. No, he's he's rarely a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hero. Anything else? Um, all I can say at this point uh, for the uh, Marvel and Netflix is make mine Marvel. Yeah. Man, I, I have no problem with... I love the DC TV shows, and I would love oh, yeah. to see them do something like this. If they want to be the fucking grimdark, gritty people, this is the place for it. Fucking do it up, you know? Oh, it is refreshing, though, that Daredevil doesn't run around with an earpiece. Yeah. 
For Christ's sake, even Supergirl has uh, Alfred in the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> really? Jesus. No. <laughs> well, she no. has Martian Manhunter there, so that's, that's a little bit no, different. I, I have only watched, like, two episodes of Supergirl. I can't do it. I don't know. I only watched maybe the first need, one so maybe far. Maybe I need to start over and try again, but... Uh, yeah. Every episode, it has gotten better, and it's... I find it a very engaging show. The tone of it had me... I mean, I really liked the tone of it. You know, I don't know why I haven't gotten back and and watched some of it, because they're about to have the freaking Flash on it, for one. So, yeah, I need to catch up. Um, My problem is I'm more interested in the other characters than I am Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, well, I said I didn't even know. I, I finally read the spoilers that, like, Martian Manhunter was in it, and... That made me definitely want to go back and see it, but I've he already is, been spoiled, so... He is excellent. Yes. But like the DC shows, I still have... And I read a rumor today that Batgirl might show up in it, and... I don't know, I just really hate that they can't give us a TV Superman or Batman. You know, I just... What would be the harm of it, in my opinion, if the universes are different? But. Because Warner Brothers films and Warner Brothers TV, never the twain shall meet. Well, I know, but that's, that's bullshit. Warner if you're, if you're making more. if you're making references, we're going to have a Flash film, and Jackass Zach fucking decided he had to come out again and explain why the TV Flash couldn't be the movie Flash. Like we didn't really need that explanation, but thanks for being a douche. The problem with um, Supergirl is they they name drop Clark every twenty five seconds, so it's yeah. hard to see him. Well, why not just grab Tom Welling out of freaking retirement? I'm There's sure no way you're getting Tom Welling to wear that suit. <laughs> it's not. Ha- it wouldn't even do it for the finale of Smallville. Well, then he's an idiot because it's a commodity now, and I don't think he's been working all that much. Doesn't <laughs> so need to. He's like, got all those royalties. He was like the producer like the last six years of that was he? show. Oh, wow. Long, okay. Yeah, he had a very strong hand at the end of that show. Oh, still, man. There's bank to be made. Why not? I'll, I'll wear the super suit. Yeah, I mean, sure. You want to? I'll look like Puck, but I'll wear the super suit. I have money. I would really like to see that. <laughs> um, no, not going to happen. I did wear a Batman suit and a Robin suit. I'll send you a picture of me as Robin. <laughs> Scott showed me the Geisha girl outfit. Very well done, Claire. Thank you. Oh well, you know yeah. you got to go with what works for you. I forgot. And Sarah, when she thought she wasn't going to be able to do this, told me to you know keep the nude Power Rangers pictures. To a minimum, and we've had nothing. And I thank you. Thank oh, you that God. that's heroes department, man. No, no, got no, nothing no. today. So I said, can uh, we have one podcast about this series where we don't talk about nude Power Rangers? And you <laughs> did it, Scott. Thank you. There was too much going on in, in Daredevil season two to, to be discussing nude Power Rangers. Yeah, definitely. So I think that you, was the Jessica Jones podcast that we did yes. that on, isn't it? Yeah. Probably. Well, that's a little bit sexier. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, my final thoughts? Holy fucking shit. Give me more. <laughs> Let's let Mike pimp his show. Oh, yes, please. Mike has a show. Yeah. Yeah, I do the uh, Man of Screen podcast. It's basically an index show. I'm, I'm being brave and looking at just about every uh, incarnation of Superman from the Fleischer cartoons on. I've aired my... I dropped my first four episodes covering the Fleischers, and I'm moving on... Sorry, next week to the uh, Kirk Allen serials for about 10 weeks. Excellent. Going to be doing those uh, three chapters at a time. So, about 10 weeks. You know, I hang around the uh, Two True Freaks boards. Uh, I have a Facebook page for the, the Man of Screen podcast. Poop. And 
The uh, show is at manofscreen.podomatic.com. I come out once a week. I drop every every Tuesday, usually in the morning. Actually, I have a special episode coming out Thursday. I did a commentary on on Man of Steel because we haven't had enough opinions on that movie yet. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's okay because you haven't had mine yet. There yeah, you go. Exactly. yeah, you know, and exactly. after that, that was kind of my thing. After that, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm retiring from that movie. <laughs> as far as far as commenting about it, talking about it. And then Friday, you'll be doing Batman vs Superman. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm actually I'm going uh, at the moment. I think I'm going Friday night. I'm looking for a movie time that agrees with me. Nice. I got to find a place to leave my five year old, my four year old daughter when I go. <laughs> so got away from mom to get home from work. <laughs> But thanks for joining us, Mike. Uh, sure. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Yes. And we're playing, and we'll do. You know, we'll, we'll pencil you in for Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Defenders, and because we're going to do all of them. I, all right. I've called dibs on on the Netflix shows, and yeah. all right. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch them fast enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we're... Don't, don't hurt yourself trying to keep up with Sarah. That's, that's all we <laughs> recommend. <laughs> She's yeah. a, She's just a machine. That's why I <laughs> took my rotation day the day it came out. I was like, all right, yeah. I have a reason to take the Friday <laughs> off. I said, I, I need to learn to slow down just so I remember it all better than I do and don't snooze during the first three episodes. <laughs> Here's the stupid question from the girl. What's going to happen now that Claire quit? Oh, uh, yeah. She'll uh, now be the She'll night be nurse. full-time night nurse, yeah. yeah. She'll, oh, all right. She'll probably, I mean, they're... Uh, Danny Rand's got the money to employ her full time, so maybe Danny'll pay her a nice stipend. Oh yeah. yeah, she could. Yeah, Heroes for Hire could have her in the back pocket. Sure, she's supposed to show up, and uh, Rosario's supposed to be in Luke Cage, and I think they even were a thing in the comics for a while. So, um, like Claire Temple and and Luke Cage. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, so might get some more of that. Good. Luke Cage backdoor stuff again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to go there. Yeah, we did. It's, he it's had actually to go obligated. There. Yeah. Time and now you're stepping in it. <laughs> and that's pretty much the 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 dirty gutter discourse we usually have here on Two Two Freaks, Mike. As you well know, if you listen. So thanks for being a part of it and letting us taint your soul like that. <laughs> no problem. My my soul was already tainted. <laughs> Right. Three or four Hail Marys and you'll be all over this podcast. It'll be fine. <laughs> all will be forgiven. Yep. All right, kids, this has been a five-minute freak on the Two True Freaks podcasting network. Make sure to use that Amazon link. You know you're one bad day away from being me. I'll state it in the description that this is fully spoilery. Spoiler alert. As they always are. <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. I said when he handed her the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's uh, gonna be getting handed a needle next season. Bro. Yeah, poor yeah. Karen. Uh, run, run, that girl. Could have gone either way. Just run. <laughs> if you have a vagina, just run from Don't Matt Murdock. Don't sleep with Matt Murdock. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will take that into account. Thank Black you. Widow's the only one who survives. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and she has the skills too. So, yeah. her and Elector. That's about it. And not even Elector survived it. So, yeah, lesson learned. Mike, great to meet you, man. Thanks for doing this tonight. Same here, Scott. And, uh, I'll definitely have to check out your podcast. I'm definitely going to be downloading that yeah. as well. We'll have you on uh, many more. Adios, kids. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Good night, babe. Good night. Good night, babe. Good night, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> if you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about 2TrueFreaks? If you've enjoyed our show, Please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.